Welcome to the Deeper Motivation Show. It is I, your friendly neighborhood podcast host, John Carrier. Stick around while I interview experts in mind and body wellness and people just like you who have beaten burnout, broken through barriers, and built balance for a life they really want. Are you driven and motivated, but feel like you need to dive deeper? Well, you've come to the right place because when it comes to taking better care of ourselves and achieving our goals, what most people know is just the tip of the iceberg. Hi there, ho there. It is I, your friendly neighborhood podcast host, John Carrier. Delighted to be with you again once more for the Deeper Motivation Show. And uh, here, kind of early in things, I already have my first international guest. His name is Luke Blundell, and he is an integrative health practitioner. And I bumped into Luke a little while ago on my own journey of building better balance in my life and learning more about sleep and nutrition and fitness and mindset and so much more. Uh, I was doing some studying with this group called the, the Clean Health Academy that is based in Australia. It's amazing what you can do with the internet these days, which is how I booked my first guest from Australia. And I thought this was going to be one of those middle of the night calls. But no, in fact, if it's like, uh, you know, a sensible part of the afternoon here, it is a sensible part of the morning over there, only the next morning. So I guess technically we did time travel. Anyway, I get to know this guy, Luke, and he's got an amazing story that I can't wait to share with you. First, uh, I'm just going to give you a, a little glimpse into his bio before he tells his whole story, which is really inspiring. This is a guy who in his 20s went from hitting the gym five days a week, doing hill sprints and playing sports to being bedridden with symptoms in just the span of about three months and went to see so many doctors after 22 doctors he said uh and practitioners nobody could figure out what was wrong with him they thought it was all in his head and then he decided to uh do some of his own research do uh some own experimentation on his health and finding the right people who uh weren't shoving him out the door and gaslighting him and on that path he discovered functional medicine and natural healing remedies that began to make him feel better and now he's devoted his life to helping other people who were where he was today he is thriving and paying all that knowledge forward and helping people to find healing when so many others had turned them away and i'm just really excited to have him on the show today so let's get to it shall we all right coming to the microphone we have luke blundell luke welcome to the show no thank you so much for having me i'm excited for the opportunity uh, it, it's my delight, and and it's especially my delight that in these interview shows, uh, the guest often, if I'm doing my job right, winds up talking more than me, which as the audience can hear, uh, I probably shouldn't be talking at all right now, but that's okay because you're going to get to hear, hear more about Luke. Uh, Luke is an integrative health practitioner. We're going to learn more about what that is. Uh, but first, the most important question I think I can ask is around gaming, mm -hmm. console, or PC? Oh, definitely PC. Definitely PC. Playing Fortnite uh, with the stepdaughter on a on a uh, weekly basis. Uh, I go a bit over the top sometimes because she's only nine. But uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely PC for sure. Yeah, you can't let them win too often. So is, is there? No, that's right. Is, I don't know a lot about Fortnite. That was sort of like uh, between my kids' times. Like my 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 older kids were too were too. Uh, big for it my younger kids are too little for it um all i know about Fortnite is the dancing and do you have a particular dance that uh you've mastered irl you know not not really there's one i purchased the other day i, I we, we try not to spend too much money on that because it is just a video game but there's right. one where now there's an uh it's called an emote dance where this person just runs around with their hands in the air like crazy and my stepdaughter said that represents me in real life so <laughs> that's why i purchased that's why i purchased that one but made natural. a deal with the with the stepdaughter like if she wants to buy any dances she has to learn them in real life first so sort of that compromise with 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 her to get a bit more creative rather than just playing video games all the time so I love it. I love it. So it gets her moving, gets her motivated. Exactly. Um, exactly. That's, that's the best. That's the best. We were, so, uh, we're more of a console family and not even like that hip of console. It's a Nintendo switch. I got it because it's got the best sort of family friendly games on it. Yeah. 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 And, uh, 
So, you know, uh, we're, we're good for when the, when the family all gets together, we're good for a few rounds of Mario Kart, uh, overcooked, of course. I do, overcooked. I do not recommend to anybody, uh, overcooked too. I thought I was looking for group games. People play yeah. cooperatively. And after I got it, somebody said, uh, overcooked is a great, it's where you're sort of like a line cook and these orders are coming along and you have to cooperate with other line cooks to get the orders right and out the door on time. And later on, I read a review that's like, this is a great game for people that you want them to get mad at you <laughs> because people get so <laughs> that is not my, that is not my so game. So that's why they, too, we don't, we don't play frustrated. that. We don't play that often in the house. No, um, that's fair. So that, you know, we are going to be talking about nutrition a little bit today. So I thought I'd throw in that uh, cooking video game. That seems totally relevant, but really what I want to do is learn more about Luke because uh, Luke and I connected because we're both uh, students of this particular school, the clean health uh, fitness Academy that does things on fitness and nutrition uh, among other things and coaching. And um, Luke shared with me kind of the kernel of this really inspiring story about where he was and how low he got in, in his health and, and where he's bounced back from and now what he does. So uh, I don't uh, I feel like I'm, I'm teasing the heck out of this, but I want to hear the, hear the details. So Luke, why don't you tell me a little bit about um, why it is where you've come from and why it is you do what you do? Yeah, no. Um, so look, I'll, I'll try not to spend all day talking about it because I could, but I've also learned that that's not always the best thing either <laughs> to, to reminisce about the, the bad times, but uh, basically a few years ago I was, and it's so ironic the way it started. I was literally shaving in the mirror, you know, and you would think for a traumatic event to start, it would be like a car accident or a breakup or a loss in the family. I was just shaving in the mirror and I got this sense of dread feeling, uh, over me. Uh, I looked up in the mirror and I'm like, Oh, I'm dying. And then it was like, boom, instant, just like heart was going crazy. I'm like stumbling out to the kitchen trying to get a drink and my handshake and I called the ambulance and I'm like out the door of uh, my apartment complex laying in the sun thinking I was about to die. Ambulance come and picked me up, took me to hospital and was pretty much just like, you've had a panic attack. And I was like, well, I don't think I had, I don't think it's a panic attack. Uh, but that's what they said. And they sent me home no issues. And then a few days later, I had another one and then another one and then another one. And it was every day. And now these panic attacks weren't lasting 15, 20 minutes. It was like four hours, six hours, like just consuming my whole day, just massive tremors. No idea what was going on. Went to the doctor, got, uh, I don't know if you guys have like Valium in, uh, in, yeah, yeah. So oh, basically prescribed, it, yes. yeah, yeah. Prescribed, prescribed Valium or a diazepam uh, to relax my muscles and relax me. And look, that did work. I was never a huge fan of pharmaceuticals to start off with. Uh, but then I was prescribed an anti-anxiety medication as well, which I only took for a couple of days because what happened was from the panic attacks, it turned into fibromyalgia. So if you're not familiar with that or the, or the listeners aren't familiar with that, basically it's just joint pain, muscle pain, um, you know, chronic fatigue syndrome is really mixed in there with it as well. But for me, it was like someone like poured gasoline all over me and lit me on fire. And that's how I was living day to day. Wow. That like I, my, my partner couldn't touch me at times because I was burning mm. and it was just 24 seven when I, you know, when I went to sleep and when I woke up. So that turned into, yeah, chronic fatigue syndrome, uh, losing my balance, losing my eyesight, depersonalization, derealization, not remembering who I was, didn't know these were my hands. I had 30 plus chronic symptoms from pretty much zero to 30 in, in about three months. Saw 22 doctors, practitioners, no one knew what was going on, what was happening. Blood work came back great. If I can uh, ask, like, how old were you when this was happening? Uh, would have been 20. Wow. Oh, no, sorry, not 20. Sorry, no, not 20. I would have been 20 because it only happened a few years ago. I'm turning 31 next month, so I would have been 28. Gotcha. But this, the, because you're describing symptoms that don't often happen to people who are, who are young. And no, so that's, that's I was curious about. That's it. right. Yeah. Yeah. So I was 20, I was 28, uh, turning 31 next month. So, uh, you know, I'd had slight anxiety in the past, you know, like we, we all suffer with trauma, uh, you know, and, and I am very thankful. I was already on part of that spiritual journey and, and the alignment to who I really was journey, uh, to start off with, which helped me in the end, um, to, to get my life back. But yeah, it was, 
when you don't have control of your body and you don't understand or know what's going on, like it's really scary and lonely and lonely place. Uh, but even through not realizing who I was and forgetting who I was and, and, and going through all this and trying to suppress the trauma my body was experiencing, my thoughts, my, I still knew what was going on. It was, it, it was, it's so strange and I can't really even describe it, but it was like, I was just for the whole few years, I was outside of my body, just looking in it and knowing just like, you know, I could see what was happening. Uh, and that's why I then had to, when doctors didn't know what was going on, I knew I had to find the answer myself. Uh, and as cringe and as cliche as you might say, it's like, I had to be the hero of my own story. I had to be, there was no, there was no other option. I, I always said to myself, like, I wasn't going to be one of those people that was sick forever, especially not at 28. That was just, right. that was, wasn't an option for me. And so what was, what was that first step on the hero's journey, if you will? Yeah. So it was studying six to eight hours a day to the point where I was being dragged away from my computer to have family time because I was just, I just knew I had to, I research and research. Uh, and it started with researching the individualized symptoms and then really mapping out what interconnected. Uh, and then I found uh, what I would say is like functional medicine and root cause testing. So the testing for the gut, testing for metals in the body, testing for toxins in the body. So I found a practitioner here in Australia uh, very expensive, very expensive. And and the protocols I went on was very expensive, but, and there's a few things now that I'd go back and I would change because I know a lot more now through mm -hmm. my studies and, 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 you know, through my healing journey that they did some things wrong that could have sped up the process. But, you know, I started to nourish my body. I started to detox my body. Uh, and you know, I had, so the test I did, I did a gut test and it said, Hey Luke, you have a parasite called blastocystis hominis. Okay. Because, uh, like, you know, it's pretty much they say if you breathe, you have a parasite. Uh, and, right. you know, through the testing that I do for a lot of clients, that's primarily true. Yeah. There was something, uh, you know, I, I was reading something recently that something like um, only like less than 50% of the cells in our body are human cells. I don't know. I, I, maybe I'm misquoting it or something, but we we have so much like natural flora and fauna and stuff going on in there. Plus, like you said, if you breathe, you've got somebody else <laughs> or so, something Primarily, else. Primarily, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so I had an overgrowth of Streptococcus bacteria, a low count of Lactobacilli bacteria, which is a very important bacteria for our immune system, for our brain, and all that sort of stuff for our body. It's just it's one of the most important one and one of the most dominant strains as well. And uh, I had very high copper uh, circulating through my body that came back on a hair test. Uh, and that's like massive for panic attacks, anxiety. Uh, you know, my dopamine wasn't converting properly in my body. Like I spent all this money on all these tests and I was like finally validated. I finally had an answer uh, for me to work on. So, you know, I went through... Uh, the parasite protocol for three months, which was hell. It was, I was just herxing every day, herxheimer reaction every day was making everything 10 times worse. I just wasn't, I wasn't enjoying it. Uh, and then after the three months, six weeks later, when I did a follow-up test, I still had it. So then I had to do any parasitic uh medication which was a lot better than other there's some really bad uh anti-parasitic medications the one i went on was paramomycin uh and then six weeks later after finishing that course i still had it uh so it was like this parasite was not coming out of me my body was getting better i was getting healthier because i was using the steps to cure the other bad bacteria I was using the, the steps to get rid of the metals in my body, to detox properly, you know, to nourish my body with the vitamins they need and, and the minerals they need and that were, they were missing. And uh, I still had this, I still had this parasite. So, but I, yeah, it was about zero to three months where I started, I went to about 50% better. And then within about six months, I was 80, 80% 80 better. It was just a, it was just an un unreal time to, get my life back. And I was, I've just, yeah, I think, I think my lucky stars every day that I'm in a position now where um, I can help other people. And I always said like, if I, if I got into a position where I, where I healed, then, then I would help others and I wouldn't charge a fortune because there were people out there that wanted to charge me, you know, $8,000 just to help me with my anxiety. And, and, you know, all up, you know, in the first year, I probably spent about $45,000 worth on practitioners and supplements mm -hmm. and, and testing and, uh, 
you know, I was at the worst, I was probably on about 30 supplements a day. Wow. And that was just going way overboard. I'd never do that now because I just wanted to continually find things that worked. I was just going to say, like, I admire your tenacity through this when I'm curious. And before we get into sort of how you've turned that into a mission to help other people, mm. I'm I'm just dying to know, like, what kept you going through all of this? Like, was there a certain motivation, a certain why on your horizon that like kept you going through this? I think just my resilience as a, as a person and just never wanting to like knowing, you know, I didn't have the best childhood, you know, everyone has a story, you know, mine was didn't have the best childhood with parents and trauma and bullying and all that, all that sort of stuff, you know, always being the weird kid left out, you know, just that that's basically my story in a nutshell. So I, and I feel like I always overcome everything, you know, I set my mind to. So I just, I knew I wanted to, to have a full long and, and happy life. And I knew if I was sick, that wasn't going to happen. You know, I didn't ask a lot like, why me? Poor me. It came up every now and again. Uh, but I worked with a really amazing uh, therapist who I actually, who he works up in my practice with me. I, I joined his team. Uh, his name's Rob and he helped me from the trauma level. And, and this, I suppose that the therapy level, because if your body's in a constant state of fight or flight or stress, your body will not heal. It won't allow you to. Mm-hmm. So you need to approach everything on through, through all angles. But yeah, I just, you know, I was in a new relationship too. Like when this all first started, I think I was a month into a new relationship. So it's like, you know, uh, my partner, Brie, was just like, hey, Brie, I now have all these issues. Wow. And I said to her at one stage, I remember, you know, which was probably a part of the, uh, so Dr. Cabral, who, 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 who is the integrative health practitioner, teacher, and just an amazing man, he describes it as a rain barrel and our body's the rain barrel and all these toxins are an overflow. And I think the new relationship and the stress and anxiety just from a normal new relationship was the, uh, the the straw that broke the camel's back. It was the final. Sure. It was the final drop of the 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 rain in my barrel that made it overflow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember, yeah, in in bed with with her one night when we we're laying there, and I'm like, if you don't want to do this, like you don't have to, like you, we can break up, and that's fine. Like I'll do this by myself. So it wasn't even like a motivation to 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 keep relationship or or, or whatever. It was ultimately like I wanted to live. And I knew I could feel my body dying. I could feel mm. I, I could feel it dying. And it's one of those things where, you know, if I didn't heal within a certain amount of time, I would have, um, I would have taken my own life for sure. It was always it was always an option. It was always an option. Um, it was never the first or the second or the third option. You know, it was the the, the last letter. Uh, and that's why when I help my clients now, I try and help them get quick results. doesn't matter what it is. If I can just get them to have that glimmer of hope. Right. Um, yeah. So, so it's just, just that resilient and, and I'll be honest, like ego, like I've, my <laughs> old, my old character just had this massive ego. Well, I probably still do now a little bit, you know, something I'm working on, but just that ego, like, yeah, I'm not going to let this defeat me. Like I'm going to get to the bottom of it. And then I'm going to, you know, yell out from the mountaintops that, I healed, I survived, and I got my life back. I'm like, look at me, look what I did. So, mm-hmm. you know, ego's not always the bad guy, especially when it helps save your life. Right. No, I mean it's it's a it's a tool that you have. Um, and look, if I've got a hammer and nail and I'm using a screwdriver, that's the wrong tool, right? But if you need a hammer, use the hammer, right? And if you've got exactly. that, and, and and you mentioned this before we started recording, this sort of old character you had, you were in a different line of work. I don't know if you want to talk about that or if you want to focus more on the future, but it is it is kind of neat, I think, if you want to say just a word about what you were doing before you got on this journey now. Oh, yeah. Look, I, you know, I used to work in uh, like in the media, like I had, had you know, my own podcast and, and YouTube channel and, uh, you know, I was working for um, like a TV station here that that hosted Big Brother, so I was doing online content for them. Mm-hmm. And um, 
you know, just freelance work and, and you know, and, and I just always wanted to be famous and, you know, again, that's the ego, right, but in the negative way, like I just wanted to be famous and all eyes were on me and I was getting invited to award, you know, parties and all this sort of stuff and, and uh, you know, I was, I was working as a, as a salesman at, at, a, at a time in an electronic store and I was very good at what I did mm-hmm. and then, you know, when I started my spiritual journey, I then moved into working uh, and helping people with disabilities, which I absolutely loved. And then eventually when I got sick, I still had to work in that position. And then, you know, which was tough because it's like, how can I look after others where I, when I'm struggling? But yeah. I still continued to do the work. And then uh, I left and worked for myself um, and started my own sort of disability um, company working for myself. And then, yeah, once once I started to get better and did all my studies and stuff, I moved into my sort of own health practice. But, yeah, from the person I used to be just to, I'll tell you the defining moment, the defining moment in my life, which I I love to tell this story. I was doing a podcast with a a very close friend of mine, Chris. Um, I call him, you know, he's a part of my soul family. And I were at, we used to play, you know, soccer or, 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 you know, football, depending however you want to say it. And uh, there was a guy there and I basically told him he was dirt and I put my hand on the ground and I'm like, this is you, like you are dirt, like get to the back Mm -hmm. of the line. I'm at the front. I'm running this. You get back there. And I, and I was very much like that when people played soccer with me, you know, if you didn't do a good job, you would hear about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just a very toxic, toxic character. And that all came from my trauma with my parents. And, you know, it's so predictable when I look back on it now of the road I was heading down. And I remember Chris sitting me down one day. He's like, no one wants to play soccer with you. Like they want you off the team. He's like, you are treating people like shit. You are treating people like absolute rubbish. And this isn't a direction you want to head down. And I got so defensive. But on the drive home, so I lived an hour away, I drove home and it, and it really hit me like even like my best friend, you know, who I look up to so much um, was starting to sort of like resent me in a way for, for being this character. And him and I, we spent, we worked together, did a podcast together, played soccer together and gymmed together. So that was really, you know, we were spending eight, nine hours together a day and I'm like, oh, like he's picking up on these things. And that was really my defining moment in in knowing I, I had to change. And um, shortly, not long after that, my parents split up and my mother became suicidal. And then mm-hmm. I lived with her um, and, and my father. My father moved out. But I hadn't spoken to my mother for about 10 years from what she, the mistake she made mm-hmm. when I was a child. So I was in a household not talking to this woman. And the only time I'd ever talk to this woman was to tell her that I wish she was dead. Mm. So then I had to quickly change again and be like, no, I need forgiveness here because I was walking around with too much resentment and bitterness. And that comes into, you know, the health journey as well. And what I try and teach my clients is like, you can't hold these emotions because it will destroy you. It will consume you. I really appreciate you digging deep on this story. Um, so many threads to pull here. I think um, it was it was interesting. I was just talking to a guy right before this call who does uh, kind of um, he works with uh, young men in like high school, like high school age guys, um, and in sort of a after school kind of empowerment program. And he, I mean, he's working with these tough young kids, and and yeah, and, and he's like one of the things that he's teaching them is to is how to have friends. Right. And, and how to have, you know, the right friends and how to be a good friend. And it, I, I thought of that when you were talking about your friend, Chris, because it's like, no, you can, you know, it, having it, part of how we're uh, enculturated, whether it's, you know, to be men or just to be human beings in the world is to have that tough shell, to have that tough ego. Mm. And which means taking correction from others feels like weakness. Right. And, you know, it, it, it be, because maybe correction that we got was you are this, this dirt, that's you. Right. Mm-hmm. You said that to people because people had said stuff like that to you. And so that's how you learn to communicate to other people when the right kind of friend and being open to that kind of friendship is um, 
No, I'm just checking your rear view mirror, buddy. And you got something back here that you're not seeing. Like I'm checking your blind spots and, you know, kudos to him for the bravery to talk to you that way. Kudos to you for hearing that. And, um, and having these relationships, getting rid of this junk that gets in the way of healing is, is absolutely, is absolutely critical, right? It's kind of like, you know, when you were going through this health journey, <laughs> fighting like heck to get that parasite out, you know, you also had to be working on your metals. You also had to be working on this and that, and that stuff, you know, made you progress, uh, to get, uh, to get a long way. There's so much, um, I really appreciate your sharing the story, Luke. Uh, so let's jump back into where you got to going from this, you know, uh, prior character in Luke's life to what you're doing right now um i firstly just want to touch base on one thing you just said because one yes i completely agree with you in regards to when people bullies or or, or people are being mean to you a lot of the time right it's like a reflection of themselves 100 mm. agree but i i i can't stress enough to people you need to have the tough conversations you know, I went back to my father and my mother on mm -hmm. when they were separated. And I'm like, why? And this is the thing. I hold empathy because, like, parents, uh, especially, you know, myself stepping in a role of a stepfather to a nine-year-old, like, it's tough. You know what I mean? I can't even think, you know, what it's going to be like when I have a child of my own and it goes from, you know, zero to, to nine and, and, and go through all that. But when when you go to your father and your mother and you say like, why did you do the things you did? Like, why didn't you tell me you love me? Why didn't you show me you love me? Like what were you doing again? You have to hold that empathy that they're just doing their best. Completely agree. But I think it's really important to have those tough conversations. Like I went to my father and like, why did you tell me I was a nobody for 15 years? Why did you always say I was never going to achieve anything? So, you know, and that's the thing, you know, and as you mentioned, kudos to, to Chris, my mate for, for having that tough conversation because that's how you progress. You know, if everyone's tiptoeing around, no one's, no one's actually helping. So, you know, I've had to have many tough conversations to the point where I like having them, which is a blessing and a curse too, because yeah. sometimes I open my mouth when I probably shouldn't. Well, and if I could just reflect on that for a oh, second, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. because what feels like tough conversations, and I agree with you a hundred percent, um, are also vulnerable conversations, mm. right? By, you know, it's tough because you have to be very strong to go and confront somebody like that. Absolutely. But you're also opening yourself up to, well, let me tell you exactly why I called you nobody. And I didn't have no, no regrets about that. It's like, yeah. So that's really opening yourself up to that vulnerability. And that's a new skill. Right. That, that is something that people have to hone over time. And the more you hone it, I'll just say from personal experience, the more joy and success you can get out of life. And just one more thread I want to pull on before we go into Absolutely. Um, what you're doing now. It's this, um, this, you know, gathering the skills, you know, gathering the learnings without bringing the hurt with you. Right. Yeah. You had this big um, drive which expressed itself in kind of a destructive ego, but then taking that same strength, right? Taking that same drive and applying it to saving your own life, right? That's the tool that you needed. And had you not been that person that you were and developed that kind of strength, uh, and then you were using it to say, okay, how do I make everybody like me? I'm just, I'm just riffing here. Um, yeah. How do I make everybody like me in media and whatnot? Um, to, okay, how do I make me like me? Like, how do exactly. I save myself? Yeah, perfect. Yeah, you've nailed it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100% agree. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. So tell me about what you're doing these days um, and, and, who needs, and, who needs to, and who needs your help. Okay, so once I got my life back and I was just on the up and up and up and up and up, I knew that it was time while still doing disability care. I knew it was time for me to spread the message and spread the word. Uh, that's, that's what I wanted to do. So I was approached by my therapist at the time, Rob, uh, who said, how would you, which I was already thinking about a practice and he had a spare room and he was like, how would you like to come up here and, and join, and join us um, as a health and nutrition coach? Now at this stage, 
I had done, again, six to eight hours of research and study every day, but I didn't have any certificates. So I'm like, boom, I had to jump into the Clean Health Academy. Um, You know, it's not, I'll be honest with you, it's not something I wanted to do. Clean Health wasn't what I wanted to do, but it was the cheapest option for me plus to learn about nutrition to become a practitioner where I could do root cause testing. Mm, okay. So I could test others. So I didn't want to go and spend all this money on uh, a certificate. I just wanted, I already knew I had the knowledge. I just wanted to get the certificate so I could then do the testing. Right. Uh, and then I um, got that certificate, got the testing. I held a health and wellness night uh, where I spoke to people about, you know, the worst toxins for our body and pathogens and, and basically why we get sick and how to start the healing journey, essentially. That's what I did. And and, uh, and then from that, it just progressed. And I started studying to become an integrative health practitioner, and which I'll touch more about in a moment. And it's just from there, it's, that's why I've gotten this position now, because I'm just using my knowledge, knowing my worth and, and how much I can actually like help people um, and help people that have been told by doctors that there's no other answer. You have to live this way. It's all in your head. Like every single thing that the doctors told me, uh, I'm getting clients and, and you know, people who, one, don't know how to start the healing journey or are stagnant in their healing journey because taking a pharmaceutical medita- uh, medication isn't a healing journey and nothing against doctors, nothing against doctors. If I was to have a car accident right now, John, and, and I lost my leg, take me to hospital. Don't don't get me a lavender tea or a lemon balm <laughs> tea or do you know what I mean? Like take me to hospital and help save my leg. Uh, but they're only taught symptom care and that is what it is. That's what they're taught and, and you know, they're helping so many people. Um, but, you know, we're over-prescribing medication and pharmaceuticals left, right and centre. It's just ridiculous people are overdosing on medication you know people are having massive side effects on medication so they go on another medication and another medication uh so you know i needed in myself to give these people and spread this message that there is another option there is another way and it can be more expensive and it can be pricey depending you know if you go down the holistic way but it's like what is your health worth mm-hmm. what is it worth and if people don't have that money which some people don't you know what i mean i i didn't have $45,000 laying around I just had to work my bum off and just spend everything that i that i had and i had to go without um but then that's where through the integrative health practitioner um, studies that I did, you know, we work under uh, Dr. Stephen Cabral's method of what's called a de-stress protocol. And he's made this method, uh, this method which works on so um, de-stress, so it's diet, exercise, stress, um, toxin removal, rest, emotions, supplementation, and success mindset. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I said them all. So it works. It approaches everything from all angles, working with like traditional Chinese medicine, working with Ayurveda um, practices. Like there is so much that goes in, into it, naturopathy um, medicine, like just so much that goes into it. But if you approach everything from all angles, then that is your road to success. It's like how could it not work because this ease cannot thrive in a healthy body just mm-hmm. doesn't happen. Right. So, you, so you're creating a healthy body where disease is not w- welcome <laughs> versus exactly. waiting for that stuff to happen. And then, or, or not, not being, how do I put this, not being proactive with your health, waiting for these things to happen and then treating the thing that happens with the latest <laughs> chemical that focuses on that one thing. Exactly. And I always tell my clients, like, you cannot sit and wait for the answers to come. You cannot sit and wait for an opportunity just like, oh, yes, like today I'm miraculously better. You can't outrun chronic illness. It doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. And I tell people, you you can't just keep going to your doctor and saying, I have this symptom or I have this illness, I have this issue. They can't help you with a lot of stuff. They just can't. They're not training chronic symptoms and chronic disease. So, uh, and a lot of people are getting misdiagnosed, which is another thing. But 
you know, you need to get up and do something about it. And whether or not that's your own research, if you can't afford to, to get a practitioner or if you want answers, fine. Oh, I love this saying, find someone who is where you want to be. Doesn't matter what aspect of your life, right. you know, abundance, monetary, health, fitness, um, you know, find someone who who is who is where you were and where you want to be and learn from them. See, it's yeah. the quickest way um, for success. Yeah, I'm 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 a big fan of modeling, right? Because the, the, in, in in so many people I've talked to on the show so far, a um, couple of them practitioners of uh, what's called NLP or neuro linguistic programming, which is a kind of yeah. um, therapeutic approach that uh, was invented by a couple of guys saying, "Oh, there are some uh, we see some some psychotherapists who are getting real success." maybe it's because they're geniuses and no one is unique like them. And these guys were like, as uh, uh, Grinder and Bandler were like, no, let's just kind of like take notes on what they do, model that. And now we have a, this framework that can get the same results, mm-hmm. but it, it doesn't require, it doesn't require their unique genius. Um, we're just doing what they did and we get results that they got. And that works for um, that, that works for, for mindset and therapy that works for health that works for podcasting. Like when I, when I wanted to start podcasting, I said, okay, who are the people who are really good at podcasts? Well, maybe they don't talk about my subject, but their show is dialed in. Right. And when I, I did some YouTube in the past and I said, well, I'm not going to just be another, uh, I'm not just going to turn the camera on and do the thing that I do. I'm going to learn from other successful YouTubers exactly. how to be a good YouTuber. Right. And so you're talking about just, okay, let's find a healthy person and model their behavior and see what works. Right. So I I love that. And it's, and it's all, uh, testing. It's all gradual. It's all requires humility going into that process saying, okay, uh, if, if it doesn't work, it's not a failure necessarily. It's just feedback. Let me try something else. What's interesting about that is I joined a because I always wanted to spread that message about healing, I joined a fibromyalgia Facebook group only a couple of months ago. And I said, hey, guys, I was where you are and where you want to be, and I want to give as many people as I can a free one-hour health coach session. No strings attached. You chat to me. You ask me all the questions. Um, They came with their pitchforks. They were after me. They were... I was getting abused in my messages on the Facebook page. I was, it was, it went crazy on all these people. How dare you come in here and say, I can heal when healing's not possible. How dare you, you know, try and um, get money off us. Just like the story these people tell themselves, because a lot of people, again, identify with their illness and that's something, you know, I help people work on because you, because you can't, but like, you know, there were thousands of people in this group which is the worst thing you can do. You're sick and you go in a, a group of sick people and you're surrounding yourself with sick people. You're just going to get sicker because it's right. all you talk about. It's all you consume yourself with. But I just couldn't believe, and it baffles me to this day. I was talking to Chris actually yesterday about it. Like there's so many people that need help that just won't get help. And it's like, you can, you know, it's that saying you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. And it's like, you know, I was offering every one of these people the opportunity. I had nothing to sell them. It was just like you come to me with the questions. A few people reached out, but zero, zero people of about 7,000 people in that group got in touch. Yeah. I, I think, you, I think you, hit on, you, you hit on something really important there. And that's, um, it seems like people had identified with their illness, mm. right? That, 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 that had become that, that suffering had become so much of their identity that challenging the suffering became challenging their identity. And that's Mm. a very uncomfortable thing. And so I I love that you're talking about, you know, when healing the body, it requires this mindset shift of, okay, are you identifying Are you a person that has this suffering or are you a sufferer? And that's who you are. And so that's, that's who you're going to be. Um, and I think that's so, so powerful. Can you t- give me maybe an example of, um, somebody, somebody who you've worked with that's just been either really inspiring to you or totally surprised you at how well it went and just made you really grateful to do the work that you do? 
Yeah, look, I um, one was a woman who suffered with PMDD, which is premenstrual dysphoric disorder. So long story short, it's like PMS times a thousand. So when they get their period, basically their hormones go crazy, their neurotransmitters go go crazy off the charts and, um, you know, they get real bad anxiety, real bad depression, real bad rage, real bad pain, real bad cramp, like everything's just so heightened. And she's been struggling since she was 14. And I ran into her a couple of weeks ago and she said that her in the first two months of seeing me and starting with me, her symptoms have reduced in those two months by about 75%. Wow. Now, when someone's been struggling and, and she's in her 40s now, when someone's been, or late 30s, when someone's been struggling since they were 14 for such a long time, because not a lot of people want 100% to be healed. You know, that's the goal, right? Mm-hmm. The goal is to, to feel alive and thrive, but some people just want symptom relief. Mm-hmm. And for her to turn around, and she's been a massive advocate of mine now. She hands out my business cards and messages everyone because she's feeling that success. Um, but, you know, within two months to feel such symptom relief and to be like, I have just the most energy I've ever had. I just feel amazing. Like, you know, she had a, a, an amazing cycle, which she, which she never has. And it's like, that made me on that day like and it was quite emotional and she was emotional too because I'm just like this is what I want to be doing for the rest of my life like this is it like someone who's been asking doctors for answers for for 25 to 30 years and she and she's got an answer and she's working on it and she and she has success um and that was just yeah that was inspiring because I know how hard it was when I struggled for a couple of years, let alone for the past 25. Right. So she, to feel that gratitude and appreciation as, as, as well from, from my clients when they do succeed and do, and do well, uh, you know, you can tell it's very genuine and you, you, you can tell it's coming from a place from them that, you know, you, you help them shift a part of their life um, and you help them, yeah, you just helped other aspects. And I, I don't think as a practitioner you really ever know how much you have helped someone, uh, especially if they are struggling quite, quite dramatically. Mm. That's awesome. That's awesome, Luke. Thank you for that. Uh, just before we wrap up, I want to ask a couple of, uh, let's say, philosophical questions, uh, more of a thought experiment. Um, you're, you're coming from Australia, uh, and, uh, which I think of as like the Texas of the South Pacific. Um, just kidding, cause I'm from Texas. I have to make everything about Texas. Um, I don't know if you have an, the equivalent of a uh, times square. I've yeah. been there. I've been all through America. Okay. So you've, so you've been, you've been there. All right. So times square place that, you know, literally millions of people walk through this intersection every day biggest billboards in the country and let's say you get tapped on the shoulder while you're in times square and you're like all right this is really embarrassing but um the pepsi cola people didn't pay their bill and so we got to pull their we got to pull their billboard over there um we got to fill in something quick so what's your name luke luke okay luke just give me something to put on this billboard right so you've got this chance to talk to millions of people for 24 hours but you could just put one like tweet length message on there what would it say other than my business details something <laughs> a bit more serious uh it would say it would probably say you have to you have to get up and do the work you have to go and do the work it would have to be that regardless what it is in life and i'm not trying to preach motivation here because i'm not perfect either but it would have to be you have to get up and do the work. You can't wait for opportunities to come knocking at the door. You just you just can't. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's I think that's really powerful. Um, so, last question. We're going to zoom in though. We're going to go from the millions of people. I want to I want to just go down, shrink it down to one person. Let's say there's somebody. God willing, there's somebody listening to this show, um, and but they're listening in their car. Um, or they're doing the dishes. Let's say they're suffering from some chronic pain and nobody's mm. been able to give them the answer. Mm. And 
um, and they've been frustrated and they honestly don't know how they're going to get to tomorrow. That one person who's listening, what do you want to say to them? Oh, you made me a little bit of emotional there um, because, you know, that's the that's always like the questions that I asked myself when I was sick or I was just like, what, you know, why is this happening? You know, what's going on? You know, who's going to save me? And like I said, that's where I had to be the hero of my own journey. But if, if, if you know, and there are millions, millions of people suffering out there and it, and it's so, it's so sad and unfortunate because not a lot of them will ever find out answers. Um, but if I had a one-on-one conversation with someone it would be like it's not your fault that you are sick. Like, do not blame yourself um, that you are that you are ill, uh, and just know like there are always always answers. You know, I've spoken to people who have naturally cured uh, and 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 you know their their diseases, their their cancers. Uh, you know, like from from A to Z, full of their body riddled with diseases and they've done it through the natural way. So, you know, there's always hope. There's always answers. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's not your fault and you are validated in what you're feeling because we're told, again, not, you know, you have to live this way and it's all in your head. Um, but then just like just don't give up, don't give up because the feeling of when you overcome these challenges and these hurdles will be, you know, your second chance at life. You're, you know, you, you get, you absolutely get a second chance. So, you know, you just got to keep, got to keep going, got to keep going. Just don't give up. And it is cliche because a lot of people say don't give up, but you know, yeah, there's, there's just answers again it comes back to the billboard john it's like you gotta just go look at you gotta go look for it you gotta go look for it but one i'll add this on there as well and always tell clients and anyone right you have to be better and bigger than the person you were yesterday like when you want to heal you can't be the same person you are now because the person you are now is the reason you are sick and again, you have to forgive yourself for the choices that you've made. You know, I was gymming five, six days a week. I was eating relatively healthy and I still got sick. Like I have to look at from all different angles, anxiety, stress, trauma and whatnot. But it's right. like if you want to be better than you are right now, then you have to change. Mm-hmm. So many powerful elements to that. There was it made me think of um, this one podcast where I follow uh, Shane Sam's talking about the hero's journey, which is from Joseph Campbell. Um, but there's other modifications to it. It's not just the goal that's reached. It's the change in the hero along the way. Like it's, it's not just what the hero achieves, but who the hero becomes to make th- that achievement, that growth, that's experienced, that, that change, that, that interchange that has to happen so many powerful messages in what you've just shared so many powerful messages in what you've shared today and for that one person that you were just speaking to if they're vibing with you right now what's the best way for them to reach you contact me on social media which is my business name is integrated healing house uh so i'm sure you might link that up in the show notes or, sure. or wherever you might link but integrated healing house uh next year you know i've got some new coaching um plans coming i've got group coaching starting uh one-on-one coaching of course which i which i love to do but trying to get more affordable option for mm-hmm. for people as well uh so you can hit that um i probably lacked on my social media a little bit you know moving more into the one-on-one stuff and dedicating a lot of my time onto that but you can definitely reach out to me to me there and look even if you have a question you know i never ask anyone straight away to you know book in for for three months with me because i like to you know when someone comes in i don't like just to have one session with them i like to have three months with them mm-hmm. um there is now a mower going on around the corner. So I apologize if you hear that. But yes, um, three months really to get them from where they are now to where they want to be. And I do offer, you know, free 20-minute consults as well. I do like to um, chat to people and make sure we're a really good fit. You know, we're not vibing. I don't want you to work with me for three months. If you feel uncomfortable, (laughs) you don't want to work. But, you know, um, yeah, reach out to me and I'm more than happy to answer any questions and, you know, go over the 
thousands of hours of knowledge that I have tucked up in my brain um, to help others. And this is the interesting thing, right? If I can't help you, I will find someone who can. I have an amazing network around me now. Um, You know, I can, yeah, I can find people who can help. Luke Blundell, everybody. Thank you for being on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And thank you, dear listener, for hanging out with us on the Deeper Motivation Show. If you would like to learn more about and with Luke, you can find him on the TikTok. His uh, his handle is at Integrated Healing House. And or you could go to his website, remindtherapies.com. Look for Luke's bio and you can learn more about him and even book an appointment with him. And of course, I'll have those links and any other resources we talked about in the show notes, which you can find on just about any platform you are hearing or seeing this podcast on. I sincerely hope you found something of value in this conversation. If you feel like you are someone like Luke and I were talking about where he could really be of service, I highly suggest that you reach out to him. In addition to being a great guest, he's just an all around good dude. And speaking of good dudes, if you are a good dude, and that is the California gender neutral dude, and you feel like helping a fellow dude out who is just launching a podcast, I'd really be obliged if you could go to the platform of your choice, especially if it's uh, Apple Podcasts and give us a star rating based on what you thought about this show. Leave a little comment. Heck, let us know what we could do better because we are all on the path of improving. I firmly believe that. So glad to be on that path with you. And until next time, peace. Thank you for joining us today for the Deeper Motivation Show. All the resources mentioned today, as well as a full transcript of the show, can be found at our website at deepermotivation.com. If today's episode made you happy, leaving us a five-star review on the podcast platform of your choice is just the sort of thing that happy people do. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss a single weekly episode. One more thing, last but not least, before we go our separate ways, I wanted to offer you something I have prepared for you. Based on my own studies and research and my own personal experience of being a driven person who, I'll admit, has not always been so good at keeping my balance in life, keeping my head in the game, or keeping myself healthy for those I serve and those I love. It's a brief guide entitled, Four Things Driven People Need to Beat Burnout, Break Barriers, and Build Balance for a Life You Really Want. I know the title's about half as long as the whole guide, but I want you to know exactly what you're getting. If that sounds like something you want or something you need, head on over to deepermotivation.com forward slash four things and get your copy today. That's deepermotivation.com forward slash the number four, the word things all smushed together. Until next time, remember that you are so much more than what people see on the surface. And until we meet again, stay chilly, my iceberg.